Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. Entrepreneur Architect Podcast, Episode 41. This is the Entrepreneur Architect Podcast. My name is Mark R. LePage, and this is the podcast dedicated to a successful life as a small firm architect. My goal is to inspire you to build a better business so that you may pursue your purpose with passion and live the life of your dreams. To successfully complete a project, an architect is responsible for making thousands of critical decisions. To complete the development of a standard residential additions and alterations project, like the projects we do here at Five Cat Studio, it takes several months of focus and dedication. Many of us work long hours and long into the night through weekends and holidays. The innovative ideas and concepts we create can often only be born after hours and sometimes days of intense thought and several dozen layers of sketch paper. The personal emotion, attachment, and dedication that each project receives is unequaled in any profession. The time and effort required to properly develop a design and complete through a set of construction documents is difficult for most anyone outside the profession to understand. And as a requirement for licensure, registered architects are responsible for the health and safety and welfare of every occupant in every project we design. Like any small business, architects must pay the typical operating expenses required to remain buoyant, such as utilities, professional service fees, uh, consultants' fees, insurances, and several other overhead expenditures. But wait, we're architects. There's even more. To protect us from the liabilities inherent in our responsibilities as licensed professionals, 
Most architects also purchase an additional professional liability insurance policy costing several thousands of dollars each year. Then there's that thing called profit. You know that thing, profit? You guys know that? Every business, including architecture firm, yes, even architecture firms need to be profitable. They must earn a profit. It's one of the rules of the game. In order to continue pursuing our success as architects, we must not only cover our expenses and take home a salary, we must make enough to reinvest into the business. Most sole proprietors and small firms I know struggle to meet that minimum requirement of operation. And forget about profit. That's just getting, getting you know, enough to, to run the, the business. So simply stated, architects just don't make enough money. So on this episode of the Entrepreneur Architect Podcast, I'm sharing my top 10 ways for architects to earn more money. Stay with me. So it's official. Entrepreneur Architect Academy is launching on September 8th, 2014, and I am currently offering discounted pre-launch pricing to anybody on the Academy mailing list. If you're interested in learning more about Entrepreneur Architect Academy and want to lock in that discounted subscription price, go to entrearchitect.com courses, sign up for that list, and between now and September 8th, I'll be updating you on the Academy progress and sharing information on how you can join now and save. I'm so excited about Entrepreneur Architect Academy. The Founders Group, which, which uh, are the first 20 members to join, uh, the Founders Group and I are working hard on the final details of our private community that's going to be opened up on September 8th uh, to, to members to join. Uh, and this thing is going to be great. It's going to help us build better businesses. It's going to help us live happier lives. And I look forward to working with you. So entrearchitect.com slash courses, sign up there and get some information right away. We are architects and we deserve to earn more. So in the spirit of pursuing our passion and attaining the successful life we each dream of living, I have compiled the following top 10 ways that architects can earn more money. So I'm going to start with 10. I'm going to work my way down to number one. Number 10 is additional services. We each, uh, we each know about additional services. Every architectural service agreements uh, should include a section on additional services. These are the services available to your client, but they're not included in your basic architectural services agreement uh, on your basic, the basic services part of the agreement. Um, so uh, I know so many architects that give away additional services. Are you giving away services that should be compensated additionally for? Um, I know I know that many of you are. In our uh, agreement for architectural services, which is the hybrid uh, proposal for architectural services, you can go to entrearchitect.com slash hybrid and you can check out, uh, you can actually purchase our a copy of our agreement and, uh, and a course on how to put one together for yourself. Um, our uh, agreement at at Five Cat Studio, we clearly identify several additional services, such as existing condition surveys. How many of you are doing that for free? Um, you know what we do before we start every project. Part of our agreement, and including in the hybrid proposal, it's part of that. That ex existing condition services, measuring the house before you get started, is an additional service for us. Interior design, kitchen design. 3D modeling, illustration, rendering, they're all additional services for 5CAT Studio and they should be for you as well. Estimating, 
Um, if you want to do estimating, it is not included in the basic services. So many clients expect that architects do do estimating, but we, we, um, we should not unless we're getting paid for it. Um, all of those things are in our agreement as additional services. So number 10, additional services. That's a, that's a number 10 way to, uh, for architects to earn more money. Number nine, construction services. Since we launched our firm back in 1999, most every prospective client I meet asks if Five Cat Studio offers construction services. Many people have this per perception that architects build buildings and many others wish we would. So in 2007, uh, 2007 we stopped saying no and launched our construction management services. Uh, in doing so, we more than doubled the revenue we collect from each project for which we perform these services. Uh, through the years, we've learned that not every project and not every client's a good fit for these services. Um, so we're sort of picky on who we offer it to, but on those projects that we do, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're doubling our fee. Um, if we feel that a project and the client are compatible, we offer construction management services as an advisor, not as a constructor, there's a big difference. So if you're going to do this, make sure you, uh, you know the difference between being an advisor and a constructor. Uh, it's important to differentiate this because um, you know, uh, the basic difference is that the agreements between the owner, uh, the basic difference is that as an advisor, um, the agreements are directly between the owner and the contractors. Uh, and we basically manage the, the contracts in that, in that process and we manage the construction. The architect is responsible for managing the costs and the sequencing, the scheduling, the payments. Um, and the full liability for the construction still falls upon the contractors. Um, the architect is simply an agent to the client with no liability for the construction itself. Uh, as a constructor, the owner contracts directly with the architect for construction services, and that's not how we do it at Five Cat Studio, but the architect would be responsible for constructing the building, hiring the contractors directly, and inherits the associated liability. More liability means more liability insurance, which increases your firm's expenses and your firm's exposure to legal action. So until the volume and the revenue from our construction management services allow for more investment and growth, we'll be sticking to the uh, construction management services as an advisor. So number nine is construction services. Number eight, selection of fixtures and finishes. I know that a lot of us are doing that for free as part of our basic services. Uh, during the design development phase of each project, we provide our clients with a shopping list and contact information to suppliers and salespeople we know, like, and trust. While our clients shop, we develop the design. We are always available to support them, answer any questions, and guide them through selecting the items appropriate for our proposed design. In the case where a client would rather not be responsible for this task, we offer the selection of fixtures and finishes as an additional service and take on the full responsibility for choosing, choosing these items. Each client's different and their desired involvement in the process varies. Uh, offering multiple ways for this process to occur keeps every client happy and allows for the firm to be properly compensated for the additional work required to perform the task. So many architects give this service away uh, and expect that, that uh, it should be part of the basic services. And, Many clients feel the same that it should be, but if it's in your agreement that it's different, that it's uh, that it's not part of the basic services, and you make that clear before they sign the contract, 
um, then they're happy to pay you additional to select those fixtures and finishes. Number eight is selection of fixtures and finishes. Number seven, purchasing and delivery. So once all the fixtures and finishes are identified, then uh, we document the selections and include their specifications in our construction documents. During construction, the purchasing of these items is the responsibility of the contractor or the owner uh, who purchased the items themselves and, uh, and furnishes them at the appropriate time. As a courtesy to our clients, we offer a purchasing and delivery service, which makes the acquisition of these items our responsibility. The additional attention assures our clients that the items ordered will be correct and delivered on time. And this process takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. And it's not typically the responsibility of the architect to perform this service. And if you take on the additional work, you should get paid for it. Although that does not necessarily mean that uh, you should that that it should cost the client much more. Five Cat Studio is compensated for this service as a percentage of the cost of the items we're handling. We then forward our trade discounts to the client, uh, which are often equal to the amount of the uh, the products that we're being compensated for um, purchasing. Um, so our our trade discount uh, may be 15 to 20% off the items. And our fee for doing that work is typically uh, between 15 and 20% as well. So it doesn't really cost the client any more uh, unless we give our trade discount away and um, and uh, not get paid to do that work and do the work. Um, but, but if we're hired to do the work, we forward our trade discount to the client and then we take on the responsibility. So it's a win-win situation where we're making money and they're getting that service provided for, for no extra cost. So number seven is purchasing and delivery. Number six, sell products like retail products. There's an alternative approach to the purchase and delivery service described above. Um, we can purchase the products at uh, your our discounted trade price, mark up the price to cover the time and effort uh, handle to, uh, to handle the, the transaction include any amount for profit and offer the products selected by your clients at their full retail price. So most every project includes lighting and plumbing fixtures, uh, furnishings, accessories, and finishes such as tile and stone. So who better to sell those products than us, the architects. Um, so we could sell them at full retail, not give any trade discount. We would get them at trade discount and then uh, mark them up and, uh, and cover our, time and effort and make a profit on them. Uh, number five, reimbursable expenses. Most architectural service agreements identify out-of-pocket expenses that will be reimbursed to the architect separate from and in addition to our compensation. Many architects though do not keep a record of these expenses and therefore do not properly collect the amounts owed to them for the project related expenditure. So quantify your reimbursables and get uh, and collect for them. Um, things like plotting and printing, uh, mailing, uh, uh, travel sometimes. Actually, in our agreement, all travel is covered, but um, we don't typically charge for travel unless it's long distance. Um, telephone, so long distance telephone could be a uh, reimbursable expense. So there's so many reimbursable expenses. And in, if those are identified in your agreement, and you keep a record of them so you can clearly identify what they were and how much they cost, 
um, you can get paid for those items and not have to pay for them yourself. So number five is reimbursable expenses. Number four on the top 10 ways for architects to earn more money. Number four is reduce waste. And this one might be the easiest way to make more money. It doesn't even require performing any additional work and there's no waiting for clients to pay, pay you. Um, just prepare a thorough evaluation of all the money your firm spends and categorize that list into required, not required, and waste. So take all of the things that you pay for, you, can, it, you should just look at your books, see every expense that you, that you make, uh, categorize them into three rows, required, not required, and waste, and spend only what you need to grow and eliminate the waste and end up with more money every month. So that's the easiest one. Number four is reduce waste. Number three is monetize your website. So most architects have websites to market our firms. And if you don't, that's just crazy. You should. Um, we built Five Cat Studio, our firm, from the ground up with no money and no clients. And we used our first website to do that. And there's no way we'd be where we are today without fivecat.com. Most firm websites include basic contact information, a bio describing the firm, and a portfolio of select projects. But with any amount of decent traffic, you can add features to your site and start making some additional money to supplement your services you provide as an architect. As an expert, you can offer eBooks for sale. You could prepare a resources page with affiliate links to items and services for sale that people visiting your site will find useful. You can also sign up for Google AdSense and make money through advertising on your site. And if designed well and properly presented, your site can become a source of additional income for your firm. Um, and the more traffic visiting your website, the more money you can make. Continuously updating your site with new work and additionally uh, adding information, that can help attract more visitors. Adding a blog and consistently writing on a topic interesting to your niche market Maybe in our case, custom residential additions and alterations. That's what we, we uh, would write on. Uh, that can help create a following and build trust. And trust is important. Trust will help you sell more through your site. And my, you know, trust might even convert a prospect into a paying architectural services client through your blog and through your website. I would say you would also want to visit um, Enix Sears a new website called architectsmarketing.com. Um, he's helping architects uh, use their website to, uh, to help market their firm and make more money. So I would check that website out. Uh, Enix doing a great job over there with his partners. So I would uh, I would go visit um, architects, plural, architectsmarketing.com. Check that out. So number two uh, is increase volume. So recently, due to a slowdown in the economy, many architects have reduced their fees in order to be more competitive. And this, uh, this may work to win the project, but if your fee is not high enough to cover expenses, overhead, and profit, you will not be in business for very long. So if you do choose to, to reduce your fees, you must also increase the volume and complete the projects quickly. The smaller fees made on each project must add up to provide enough revenue to cover the expenses and make a profit each month. So increasing volume can make you more money if you have smaller projects. Well, increasing volume will make you more money whether you're doing small projects or large projects as long as you have the, uh, the staff to keep up with the amount of work that you have. But increased volume 
is number two in our countdown to the top 10 ways architects can earn more money. So let's, let's review before we hit number one. Um, number 10, additional services. Number nine, construction services. Number eight, selection of fixtures and finishes. Number seven, purchasing and delivery. Number six, sell products. Number five, reimbursable expenses. Number four, reduce waste. Number three, monetize your website. Number two, increase your volume. And drum roll, please. I don't have a sound effect for that. Just put it in your mind as if we're doing a drum roll. Number one, the number one of the top 10 ways for architects to earn more money, raise your fees. I know you're getting tired of me saying that, but that's a very important one. The alternative to increasing volume is to raise your fees. Provide value by spending more time on design and thoroughly developing your documents and serving your clients well throughout the entire process. This business model allows you to take on less work and spend more time on each project. And as mentioned above in increasing volume, most of us are already devoting the time and extra effort to our projects. And we're passionate about what we do and um, we want our designs to reflect our true talents of, as architects. The problem most of us have though is that our fees do not reflect the dedication and in our investment we bring to each project. So count, you, know, you need to calculate your expenses, quantify your time and effort, add an appropriate profit margin and get paid for what you are truly worth. Know what you're worth and get paid for what you're worth. You are a licensed professional and your services are worthy of a higher fee. Raise your fees. You're an architect and you deserve to earn more. So that's number number one, the number one way to for architects to earn more money. Raise your fees. So do you do you make enough money? Um, and there are so many other ways architects can make more money. And I want you to go over to the blog entrearchitect.com slash episode 41 and leave a comment there on how you think architects should be making more money. If we can get that blog post with um, 25 to 40 uh, comments about how to make more money, it will be an incredible resource for architects to go to uh, and earn more money. So go over there, entrearchitect.com slash episode 41 and leave your comment about how you can make more money as an architect. So just a quick reminder before we wrap up here, entrearchitect.com slash courses. You heard about that in the beginning of this episode. Sign up at that mailing list to receive information regarding the September 8th launch of Entree Architect Academy and for information on how to lock in that pre-launch pricing. Um, so next week, I will be on vacation with my family at the St. Lawrence River in upstate New York. So I am not going to be publishing uh, an episode next week. But don't worry, I have a treat for you on the day I return from the river. Um, all rested up. Write this down. August 19th, 2014, um, which is also my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. I know you listen. Happy birthday. Um, August 19th, 2014 at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Note that Pacific time, 11 a.m. Uh, do your calculation. Uh, I will be meeting on a Google Hangout with my friends Rosa Shang of the Missing 32% and 
uh, and Fergeron of Fergeron Architecture over at NoVeg, um, NoVeg Hangout Series, the How to Succeed in Architecture NoVeg Hangout Series. Um, the title of our talk is going to be Knowing Your Worth as Architects, and that is going to be a great conversation. Um, so for more information on how to register for that event, it is free, uh, and, uh, and it's, it's going to be great. So go over to entrearchitect.com slash NoVeg, N-O-V-E-D-G-E, NoVeg, uh, and uh, that'll take you to a page over at NoVeg on how to register. So I'll see you there. So until next time we meet here at the Entrepreneur Architect Podcast, my name is Mark Arla Page, and I am an Entrepreneur Architect. Thank you very much for listening. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like, how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us. Can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected 
annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> and so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.